Welcome to the Manology Project Podcast. I am your host, Quentin Crumby. And on this channel, we're going to be discussing what true manhood looks like as we understand our value, our identity, and our purpose as men using godly principles. Now let's get to it. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Manology Project Podcast, where I'm your host, Quentin. And of course, once again, I got my boy, Mr. The Author, the Guru of Leadership, Terrence P in the building with me today, man, as we chop it up. So you guys know what we do on this show, basically. We are we discuss all things about men, right? How we can be better, stronger mentally and physically, uh, based around our relationships and uh and our business and our health. Uh, and we do that all by trying to figure out the way that God wants us to be. Um, and so we wanted to have been taking out some time here, basically, to dive into how to lead as a Christian man. Um, as you can get on the podcast, I got a couple episodes rolling. Uh, definitely go check it out uh, on all the down on all the podcast platforms, and uh, and then just leave me some comments on what do you guys think? You know, do you want to add something to it, or should I take something away? Uh, basically, we want to really dial into it. But before we get in there, I just want to say, what's up, T? It's good, man. Happy to be here. Always a pleasure. Thank you, sir, once again for jumping in with me and uh, of course. coming to hang out, man, as we dive into some more of this topic around leading as a Christian man. Uh, basically, what I want to kind of start off on. So I don't know, man. I mean, I know you heard of that Kevin Samuel guy, right? Yeah. Um, and so and I'm not here to bash Kevin Samuels because I'm not really about bashing people because i don't really care about that kind of stuff but he has been projecting this idea around a high value man um i'm sure a lot of people have but i mean i've kind of heard it from him on a, just a clip that i saw on youtube and so his perception of a high value man is based around basically just finance um I don't hear him talking about any character. I don't hear him talking about no integrity. I don't hear him talking about no faithful, uh, no faith base relationship with Christ. None of this. It's just all financial. Uh, and then he also has a crazy skew on the fact that men are the prize and that women should be chasing after men. Right. So uh, we are as we go through this, man, we should be debunking a lot of that crazy nonsense. Right. Because. Uh, the scripture basically and clearly states that he who finds the wife finds a good thing. So we automatically know that the woman is the prize and that we as men should be going after and pursuing um, the young lady. Um, but well, before I even get out, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah. And it, <laughs> <I think laughs> that, and it kind of reminds me of what you hear a lot of men talking about, or even not just this men, but you know, it's like the hunting analogy where the men pursues, the men is the hunter, he goes and finds it. But the problem with that is he kills what he finds. Um, so I, I get the idea that men are hunters, but really, I think it's more like looking for a treasure. Like, you know, we follow a map that leads us to somewhere, and the treasure has value. And so, when you find this treasure, um, there's a mutual win, you know, to be found and to, you know, you, you bring something beautiful to each other's life, 
Um, so the prize is the fact that I found something that is valuable. And the other end of that is I found somebody who sees me as a treasure. And so we both win. We're both each other's prize, if you will. But um, I think the extreme of that is that he, a man finds he dominates. It belongs to him. Right. And I think that's where that mindset come, comes from, where, yeah, it's just taking a step back and looking at it differently because those words are getting us in trouble. As culture progresses, we're relabeling that. We're redefining that and it's making it something that it wasn't intended to be uh, where it was once maybe a romantic notion. Now it's like a suppression of one's rights and it, it, it's evolving to something ugly. So going back to scripture and the original intention, right. I think it's the safest thing to do because um, you can look at scripture and find foundation opposed to trying to find foundation in culture where it can it can kind of get us messed up. Yeah. I like that, man, because basically women are a treasure. I do agree with that uh, 100%. Um, but the one thing I do want to say, even with this great treasure, right, uh, what is the prep work? So this is what we're going to be talking about today. So a lot of guys, including myself, you know, and I'm sure T probably had the same mentality, which is, you know, we're looking for a woman. And of course, you know, it's always this submission and it's this you know, following me and, you know, I'm the head because God said that. And so we use these type of terms to try to position ourselves instead of actually positioning ourselves, right? <laughs> we throw out all the jargon and in hopes that a woman would actually say, yeah, okay, cool. I can go along with that. Right. right. What we find is that actually women are, this is, this is women who are in the church and not in the church all still have a problem with hearing someone say that I got to be submitted to someone else. Right. And, you know, it'll take probably four other episodes to really talk about why that is there uh, because of the beginning of time, right. With Adam and Eve, she said, uh, it wasn't her who casted us down. It was Adam, but then there was some curses that came out of that. Uh, but headship was the very first thing before Eve even got here, before the curses was down, the man was here first. Uh, he was positioned first. But before the woman even got here, it was just some things that the men was actually put in place with before the woman got here. And we really wanted to kind of dive on that part, which is so before I get a girlfriend, before I get a wife and all that stuff, where are we as men? Right. Because if you're looking for somebody that's going to drop everything they have to follow you you better have your stuff together and you better be able to make some great decisions, right? I'm not saying you gotta be a hundred percent, but you better be in that 90 to hundred. <laughs> you can't, anything under 90, you might have some struggles. I'm just saying, you know, um, so my, so, you know, we talked about this earlier, man, which is, uh, well, actually not earlier today, but in our last podcast, we just talked about leading as a Christian man. So we had just some different areas where we're, you know, we just kind of touched upon, but we want to run another episode so we can dial into some uh, specifics on what we need to do as men. Where should we be? Um, and so I just only just grabbed three characteristics that is going to kick us off for the day because it was probably about at least 20 characteristics that we should have in possession. Uh, and the first one is based around, are you somebody who can, you know, a woman can actually submit to? I mean, this is an easy question. Just look at yourself and say, man, am I? So that's whether you're in a relationship and you having hard troubles with your wife or your girl. Or, well, not really your girl because a girlfriend, because the Bible clearly says that it's a wife that submits to her husband. So but are you somebody who 
who a woman would say, man, I'm gonna drop everything that I have going on um, and leave it at the door when I come in the house to submit and follow you. Yeah. Now, I mean, don't get quiet on me, T. I mean, I mean, from the beginning, like, so before you got married, yeah. Who were you? Would you say that you were a guy that said, Hey, T you got to submit to this brother because of the, because of what I'm bringing to the table. Who were you? Yeah, probably not. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that because there's so much ego involved in it at first. And so I think when you, when you go into it, you, sh- I didn't, but you should have the mindset. It's, I don't know if you used to watch like the Flintstones. I'm yeah. thinking myself. You remember there was this little dude named Bam Bam. Yeah. And the problem with Bam Bam was he was super strong but he was super young. And I think what happens is we have more power than we have maturity to manage it. And yeah. so when you go into this idea of marriage was saying, you know, submit to me. I'm the dude, I'm the head. Not that that's like bad thinking or bad teaching It aligns with scripture, but when you don't manage your power and manage your authority correctly, you mismanage it. And then it becomes something that you force on a person. Right. Um, instead of something that a, a, a female will feel comfortable yielding saying I, I'm safe with his leadership. Right. And so when I got married, I like it was like the idea of I'm the head. I make the decisions. And that, that was cute and sexy at first until accountability knocked on my door and said, you know, if stuff don't go right, that fall on you, big dude. And so right. it forced me to mature and say, well, how do I manage this in a way where am I somebody that my wife can submit to? And how do I value her and love her? It, her level of submission should match my level of love and care for her. So too many times you want all the submission, but we don't want to do any of the nurturing none of the protecting none of the accountability and we think being submissive means you have to she has to be less than and i have to be more than and that's not it at all um so yeah when i got married it was something i had to grow into an understanding of am i somebody that a young lady can submit to can she trust me to say hey i'm trusting that you're going to do right by our family i'm trusting that you're hearing from god concerning how to lead this relationship i'm trusting that you're doing that because submitting basically means i'm trusting that as I submit to you, you're anchored in God and you're submitting to God and I'm submitted to somebody who submitted to God. So if you take that God piece out, um, you got a maniac on your hand. (laughs) You're submitting to somebody who is not anchored in God. They're anchored in whatever. And that will definitely, definitely lead to problems. And it puts that, that woman in a vulnerable place where it's like, she's not safe and she's not protected but she has a struggle, but do I do some submit? So now you're forcing her to question her submission because you're not someone that she can be submitted to. So it's, you got to lead with, am I somebody that God can trust to put, bring somebody into my life that I'll take care of in the right way. And that she can trust my leadership. So it, it starts with that. Are you anchored in God before you want anybody to submit to your leadership? Right. Well, that's it guys. <laughs> <laughs> But no, but really, that's really what it is. Okay, so you gave your spew, you know, you talked about you. So same thing here for me, right? You get in uh, and, and and you fellas, y'all let me know if, if, if this hit home, right? So you come in um, and you didn't even talk about your background and then what you come out of and what you have to actually prep yourself out of, right? And to get yourself prepared for something else. Um so me, you know, coming out of a divorced family at 10 years old, uh, 
being led basically by my mom 99% of the time, uh, basically g- giving me a full snapshot of something that is clearly not the right way of leadership in a home once you actually get married and you've been married for a while, right? Uh, and I must say that when I first came in, um, me and my wife was able to have some quality time to put together this plan, uh, not on purpose. I don't want people to think that, oh, Quentin jumped ahead and he was the man. No, I was headed down the same old path <laughs> of, of just coming in uh, with all this authority, but actually no maturity on how to govern it the proper way or how to create you know, an atmosphere for submission. Uh, but we were blessed to be able to have this, man, maybe probably five or six month stretch where we pretty much were kind of like together, like kind of isolated together. Uh, and so basically being in that, that place for that long, we just started doing it without even thinking about it, right? She had a notebook. We just started writing down how we want to live life. What do we want to do? How we want yeah. to do it? All of this stuff, right? So in the beginning, it was just eat, you know, we were just eating dinner and or lunch or whatever at a park, man. And we would just do all this talking. And then, you know, then eventually it was like, man, I think we own to something because we're looking at this notebook and it's like, it's got all this information in here. I'm like, well, man, well, you know, well, let's go back to the beginning because I think we never even talked about submission at all. Like it was just like, yo, this is this is what I want to do. This is what you want to do, blah, blah, blah. And so then I had to back it all the way up. And I mean, at that time I wasn't saved, you know, I went to church and stuff, but I wasn't really giving God my all. So I'm like, man, you know, what about this submission piece? Cause you know, I met Melissa, man, she was on her way to medical school. So, you know, I, you know, what's that going to look like? I wasn't on my way to medical school. <laughs> so, 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 so we kind of had this, you know, degree of the balance was, you know, going more in her favor to make more money, to be A, B, and C, where I was literally coming out of a a jacked up family, not really having no grounds. I'm just kind of swinging and, you know, winging it. Um, But understanding that, man, if we're going to do this the right way and you're looking like you're going to be heading here, then can you take this and drop it at the door and still be submissive the right way? Um, And then what it started doing is really, the more we talked about it, but when I would get home, dude, I started really dialing in like, well, what kind of guy am I for her to submit to? Like, what am I bringing to the table that she's going to want to say, you know, I'm going to drop this doctor off and then I'm going to be your <laughs> wife. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to drop, I'm going to drop this big boy at the door and then I'm going to be a wife when I come in the door. And I'm like, well, what kind of guy do I have to be? And literally the first thing I thought about was that, man, I'm going to have to give my life to God the right way. Um, and like I said, I was just kind of, you know, flippity vippity with my relationship with Christ. Right. It was just all over the place. Uh, but I just kind of understood that, man, if we want to if I literally want to get this longevity out of this marriage, it was like, OK, so I'm going to do something different to be able to put a demand or a command on her to want to do what you just said, which is yield herself to it. Right. Because I'm like, I can't come in here trying to tell her what to do. That's not going to work. She's way too independent for that, right? So I'm thinking, if I go that route, divorce. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Immediately, I'm thinking, if I try to do that, she's way too strong of a woman. We'll be divorced in, in two years <laughs> because that's not going to work. So I just really kind of like ask God around that. Like, man, what is what is it that you have to really do? So 
everybody quote this scripture a million times, right? Wives submit to your own husband as the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, and as also Christ is head of the church, and he is a savior to buy. Therefore, just as church is subject to the Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and everything, right? In everything, you're supposed to be, you know, let your wives be to your own husband and everything, right? So I'm thinking, what does that even mean? Like, what does yeah. that really even mean when you read that? I've read it, I've heard it a million times growing up in the church, you hear that. But what does it actually mean to be the head of your wife as Christ is head of the church? Um, yeah. And and I remember when we first met, I think that that's what we talked about. I think before we talk about anything else is that when we're talking about relationship, do we both understand the way that God loves the church? Do mm -hmm. we understand what he's doing for the church? Do we understand the... Um, the atmosphere that he creates for us to actually to submit and surrender ourselves to him by sending his son on the cross. I mean, do you really understand all that God has done for us in the church? And then he looks at the man and say, Hey, I want you to do that for your wife and your family. Yeah. And you know, and it, of course, I don't know how Bible, you know, how biblically we're, you know, the, from a Bible's or the word of God standpoint, you know, how sound are we? Right. So, um, and this is even for guys who may not be, you know, that deep into the Bible or deep into God's word. Uh, but you definitely can get in there and read and then ask God to give you revelation around it uh, or put yourself in a circle of men who have received the revelation and that they can help you. Uh, because that's a huge task. To actually put yourself in a position to where. God is looking at you saying, I want you to do exactly what I'm doing for the church, for your family. Um, and yeah. when I look at it, and I'm going to ask you the same question on what did you take? The first thing that came to my mind was creating an atmosphere, um, a, a cultivating atmosphere, an, at, an atmosphere where people can actually fail and succeed all in love all the time every time. So whether you're doing great or you're not doing great, we we're over here, we're over there that my love to the family had to be above board. Like I literally had to make sure that I put myself in position to where people could feel the love that I have. Right. So that's an atmosphere to me. Yeah. That, that an atmosphere where the love is felt. And I think that I thought that, man, if I can make that happen, then Melissa would have no problems with yielding it, yielding herself to submission because she could feel the love that I'm giving her. So what was your first thoughts on that? Like once you actually got mature and you understood, like what was your, what would you take that as God saying, Hey, be the head of your household, the way I am of the church. Yeah. What the, the mature perspective is, what is it that she's actually yielding? Because is she giving up her identity? No, nope. Is she giving up her intelligence? Nah. Is she no. giving up her career goals? Because you read that scripture about submission, it doesn't say anything about um, and make more money than her or right. automatically be smarter than her or be better at this than her. It just says be somebody she can submit to. This is the structure. And right. so maturity says if she's yielding um, her trust to me as the leader of the home, right. am I, do I have what I need to cultivate the greatness in her? And to help esteem her and to love her 
to be the best version of herself she can be because that's what God is trusting me to do. And so right. I had to really evaluate, do I, is it, is it the ego or is it, is it the, you know, the Lord in my life? Because if it's ego, I'm going to try to suppress. I'm going to try to control. Right. I'm going to try to manipulate. And that's not the intention. Um, submission means God is saying, I'm trusting you to do right by this individual that, I'm, that I've allowed to come into your life. Right. And that means if I make more money or she makes more money, it's both our money. <laughs> right. uh, I like to say it's both my money, but that's just me being funny. But at the end of the right. day, um, it's our life that we're building. Right. It's our um, ideas. So if she has a better idea, that doesn't mean she doesn't still submit to me or I don't silence her. She may have a better idea on the thing. Submitting right. just means that ultimately she trusts that I'm going to make the best decision. And I'm as a man, you got to be smart enough to know, well, when do I listen to the wisdom of my wife? So it's not a control of power here. It's not right. who wins, who, who has a lot. It's about agreement, but it's my responsibility to make sure that I create a culture of agreement. That at the right. end of the day, we have to make sure we we have agreement and that the, the culture I create in my home, um, it's my responsibility to initiate that. Right. You know, it's my responsibility I should initiate, like if, if she has to constantly initiate it, that may not, that may cause issue because it's like, I should be able to initiate, it may right. be your idea we go with, but I should initiate the conversation and say, we need a vision for our marriage. Or right. if she's sitting here waiting for me, you know, <laughs> yeah, but I should be able to initiate and take leadership to say, what is the budget? What is our thoughts on child rearing? What, are, what church will we go to? You know, what job, what city will we live in? We're both going to discuss it. But I should be initiating conversation and making sure that I'm creating an, a culture in my home where there's a mutual respect and we both feel heard and valued. I feel like it's my job to steward that. Right. Um, and she's trusting me to always have the best interest. She's trusting me to say, hey, you know, but but it's a, a partnership. But as a leader, I'm responsible to make sure that we leave with agreement, that we are aligned. Like I take on that responsibility because if we're not, I have to check myself. You know, and if she right. is like really feeling strong about something and I, I see it differently, I'm accountable. So I got to make a choice. I got to make a decision. And she's trusting me as a leader. Say, OK, we're going to go with what you say. And now sometimes I may say we're going to go with what you say. But ultimately, she's trusting that I'm going to lead correctly. So right. that accountability is kind of my first thing is I'm accountable. Um, right. I'm responsible and I have to do it first. I have to initiated. I have to be accountable. Like it kind of starts with me initiating it and it ends with me if it don't work out well, <laughs> you know, right. so I kind of took on that responsibility. <laughs> right. um, but in that there's mutual respect, you know, we, right. we are, we're partners, but I take on the responsibility of initiation and then accountability. If something don't go the way it should. I mean, I, I just take that on. I feel that's the way that um, if, if we're submitting, see, we want to be able to tell a person what to do, but no, homeboy, you got that piece of it too. <laughs> if it don't go right. right, then, you know, no pointing fingers uh, because she's trusting you to um, be able to lead the family. Yeah. All of that, dude, I do agree with. Um, I'm, I'm definitely agree with the fact that we should be in front. Um, we should never tell people to do something that we're not already doing. Not something that I'm going to do, but something that is already being done. Um, and that's how I just view God. It's like, God, uh, the world was headed in a, into the worst position that it could possibly ever head into. Right. Cause sin was just going bananas. It was like, what in the world, how, what do we do? What do we do to turn this tide? Uh, and I'm not using this as like, God didn't know 
what was going on. But I'm just saying is that when you're looking at the world and the way it was headed, uh, starting all over with Noah and then proceeding on and the world was okay for a minute and then it went right back into the same <laughs> same sinful nature um, that was just like, okay, so we got to do something different, right? So we have the first Adam and we have the second Adam. Um, but when I look at God saying, you know, uh, love your wife or uh, as I do the church, he took ownership of us you know, Jesus took ownership of us and said, listen, the only way they're going to get back here is if I die and create an atmosphere for them to get back here. I have to create an avenue, a doorway for them to actually get back to heaven. Apparently, they're not going to be able to make it right, because at that time it was all mosaic law. So it was all do, 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 do this, do that uphold the law, sacrifice, sacrifice, do the law, do the law, sacrifice, sacrifice, do the law, do the law. And it was like, people can't uphold the law. Um, and in that, it was like, we got to do something because with that method, no one would have made it to heaven. It basically, it would all had to have been like just really a <laughs> one big basket of grace and okay, everybody just go ahead and get in here because nobody's going to be able to uphold this law. Um, but sending Jesus to me showed that uh, like you said, which is just taking ownership of your home. Uh, I'm extremely, very protective of my home. I'm extreme. You know me. So I'm very, I'm extremely protective of my wife. Uh, I don't let people just misuse her and, uh, and, and swallow up her time and, and, and move her in places where I, I, I protect her from all that. And I'm not telling saying that she can only do what I tell her to do. What I'm saying is that, I'm always keeping my eyes open on people misusing her or her time because sometimes my wife can be extremely kind. Uh, she loves to help people. Uh, she's a woman's woman. I say this all the time. Uh, and sometimes women don't want to get it. And so sometimes I have to guard that, that she don't want to get it. So you're going to let that one go, but I can't, but I can't babe. Okay. So I'm gonna let her know that you won't be helping her no more <laughs> because <laughs> Because the time is very valuable uh, and it's my job to govern all of that. I can't have any. I, why would I allow? I don't drain you. I don't suck the life out of you. I don't I don't put you in a position where your your stress levels are high. So why would I allow someone outside of our 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 um, our home to bring that stuff on you? You know what I'm saying? Like, really, what type of protector would I be uh, if I didn't do that? If I didn't actually watch out for those who are trying, which is you know, having peace that's, that surpasses your understanding, right? That's what God gives you. That's, and I said every time, and that's one of the best things about uh, living the, the, the Christian or the saved life or the redeemed life is that God has given you a peace that surpasses your understanding. You will never be able to understand how you can go through so much stuff and have peace and recover and bounce back and come back harder than ever. And you're like, man, I, my life was just a mess, but I'm, I'm still thriving on it. And God has got very bright because the way God has it set up is that, yo, you're in my atmosphere and I'm going to cultivate and I'm going to, I'm going to do all the covering for you here. The worst part about it, dude, is we don't want to be in that. Yeah. So I'm talking like to the men, it's like, you want to lead, but you don't want to lead under leadership of Christ. Yeah. Where, where submission is there. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So where putting out kids who are going to serve and love God is there. 
where yeah. putting out like having kids that leave your home who go out in the world and make a great impact for Christ is there, but is there under the leadership of Christ? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, leaning not to your own understanding, like lean not to your own. <laughs> like if yeah. you get caught in that and we as men, that's probably one of our toughest. That's probably a tough thing for us because you alluded to the ego. That ego is something. I mean, here's the thing about the male ego. Um, <laughs> uh, testosterone, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> we have this thing where we just like to be um, the boss or we just like to be the one that is seen as the source of strength, like physical strength. And, right. um, and I don't think that's bad, you know, that a man wants to be strong, but you have to manage strength. And so we treat- we treat sometimes godly principles like a library. Like you go to the library, you pick out the book you want that interests you. You read that book and you take that book home. You leave the rest of the books at the library. So we right. go to God and say, I want the submission book, but I'm going to leave the love Christ part at the library. And I'm only taking right. the submission piece home. And then I go home with this, the book of submission. And that's right. going to be a disaster because um, the totality of how this works, you can't be selective. So if, I'm, if you want right. submission, you talked about like that sacrifice of love. So how does Christ love the church? Right. That's how you have to love the wife that you want to submit to you. You can't just have the submission and you don't have the love and care. You can't do that. Like I'm telling you, you cannot do that. Now I should rephrase that. You can do that, but don't use biblical submission to justify your actions. That's what right. you call narcissism that you are more than welcome right. to do that. Help yourself. Right. But right. don't expect a woman to submit to you in the way the Bible talks about if you're not going to love for the way Christ loved the church. Because how did right. Christ love the church? He gave himself for it. He right. sacrificed for it. Right. Here's the thing. Even though she didn't earn it or deserve it, which means your love can't be conditional. Your leadership can't, can't be conditional. It so she acting be. crazy. Whether she going to act crazy, you better still protect her. You better still love her um, because right. she may not be acting crazy tomorrow. And you act crazy too, homeboy. But here's the thing. My, my, my love is sacrificial, meaning that I give it first. That's a sacrifice is that I give it first. Because if it's not sacrificial, that means you gave it first. So that's not really a sacrifice. I just balance condition. Right. <laughs> I balance the books. Sacrifice means I take from what I am and create a deficit. Right. Because I may not, it may not be reciprocated. That's how you love her, sir. Right. You love her whether you get it back or not. Now, of course, if she's a woman who, if you go on reading about how she respects and honors her husband, you'll get that back. I mean, the marriage is reciprocated, but right. your love means I love first. That's why it's sacrificial um, because you give first and right. then you protect it. And you sometimes that means I create a deficit on purpose to make sure she's okay. Like Christ right. said, I will give my life to make sure the church has the opportunity to have the right relationship with God. That's how he loves. He demonstrates it. It's an action word. He didn't just right. say he loved the church. He right. showed it by doing it first, by loving, right. by um like taking off his royalty to make sure that she could put it on. That, that's how you got to love her. Right. Why, if you're that guy, a woman should be able to submit to you. The problem is women are submitting to men who don't give in that way. And then they want to say submission is bad. No, you haven't seen it mild, right? right? And that's why you don't want to submit. That's why you think this is, um, you know, egotistic. You think that because you haven't seen it mild in a way with integrity, right. but submission and like this whole, it's a back and forth exchange, and that right. creates a family unit that right. scripture says will demonstrate Christ in the in the um, in the earth. I mean, there's a whole thing attached to it. So right. how do you love her like Christ loves the church by loving her first? 
right. and by protecting her and by giving of yourself to make sure she has what she needs. I mean, that's just, that's the, so if you just check that submission book out the library, and you take that home, you're not doing it right. And then also you're sending a bad message and you wonder why it has a bad rap. Um, and then culture takes it, <laughs> culture takes it. And, come and then with, they just, they dice it all up. And they say it's independent and they make it a whole thing. Right. Meanwhile, the Bible's still over here looking like they and like like what I do. Like why why are you coming for me like that? Like that I didn't say that. And the, you know, and so now we have to feel like we have to defend the right. scripture, which we do, but <laughs> right. Um, the tent for the faith, you have to do that. But that's why it has a bad rep, is because men have taken submission, modeled it poorly, and discredited it to people who don't know scripture good enough to know that that wasn't God's intention. That's a man right. that messed it up. Right. I think you said something really good, which is you have women out here uh, because I do a lot of research for topics. And so I'm just listening to a lot of different things. So whether it's uh, from the culture, uh, other, you know, Christians who may have stuff, podcasts or whatever, because I'm just trying to always understand the way that we view things, uh, both as Christians and then, of course, the culture. Uh, and we know the culture is based off of uh, on sin. Um, but at the same time, the church is taking a heavy hit uh, with divorce. It's pretty bad. Um, um, uh, cheating on your, your spouse is running pretty bad in the church. Um, and to me, when you look at those type of things, then you have to have a, get a better understanding on that. I mean, we've just lost our way on understanding exactly the position as a man on where you should be and what you have to bring to the table to actually gain access to a woman's heart for her to be able to yield herself to you. And that's not just only your wife, but it's also your children, right? There's a way that God said that you need to govern yourself, even with your children, yeah. so that they'll do the same thing. So that they would, so that they will actually yield to your authority and behave properly. Uh, if your kids are behaving some crazy way, what we normally do is just blame it on the fact that, you know, we first, you know, we blame it on the devil because blaming the devil is the, e listen, blaming the devil is the easiest way to keep us from having accountability for the crappy stuff that we bring to the table. Say that again. Uh, but, so, I mean, literally, dude, I mean, that's something so easy to do. And I'm not saying that the devil does not play a part. But what I want to tell you is this, is that you know, a lot of help. <laughs> the enemy is not your go to to just use that as a method so that it cancels you from your responsibilities and the authority that God actually gave you as a man. Uh, that's not going to work. Right. Because Adam tried to do that. So Adam tried to do that with Eve when God came down and said, hey. You know, where you at, big man, where, where what's going on? Like, where are you at? <laughs> like, and then, you know, I'm hiding, I'm doing all this stuff. Then the next thing is I, you know, so what happened? The first thing that came out of his mouth was, Hey, this woman, yeah. Hey, this woman that you gave me, man, this is, I, I would have never did that, but this woman, it's like no accountability. So we've been a man, we've been a man that has not wanted to hold any accountability to from the beginning. We've been shucking and jiving and placing blame on something else versus just ownership. Um, yeah. I look at my family and say the good, the bad and the ugly all reigns and fall. It rises and falls on the leadership that I provide to this home. That's it. It 
if if my kids walk away and they got their own perspective of how this house was ran and the way that their life was, and I just can't believe my life was like this, then that's still no matter how you want to just distance that and say that, you know, they're crazy. They don't understand. They're how dare you say that? I know what I did. Take two time out and listen, because even in all of that mayhem, there's also a line of truth in there. And you need to be you have to be humble enough and sober enough and in, and self-control enough to be able to hear the truth that's there and then apologize for the truth part that they do have and start working from that angle. Um, this is all leadership. And I can see why most men don't want to be married today because the call on leadership as a head of a household, man, is pretty great. Uh, matter of fact, just to be a man is pretty demanding um, just to be a man, period. This is not black man, white man, yellow man, green man. This is just being a man carries a lot of weight, man. We we take on the weight of the world. We don't want to share a lot of stuff. We keep everything inside. We don't know how to talk. We can't communicate. So all these things are taking place and God is looking at it like, hey, that's because you're not doing it the way that I said, do it. If you do it the way I said, do it. And if you had, if you commune with me, then you would always have somewhere to dump your stuff. Like you would always have a place to dump all that stuff that's in you somewhere. But yeah. we don't even go dumping on God. We just hold it in and let that dictate to our life. So I'm going to read two scriptures here. First one, and we read this before, which is 1 Timothy 3 and 2. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospit hosp say it, man. I said it. Hospitable. Hospitable and able to teach. So you can just see just in that alone, and this is talking about, you know, like a deacon or a pastor or something like that, but the husband of one wife still falls here in leadership as the husband. You have to be to be in a, to be an overseer of your own home. You have to be a husband of one wife. That's why, you know, cheating and stuff is just not you can't give men a, a out to say, hey, men are just men. And this is how they're going to be, because God is clearly telling you that to be the to be an overseer, even of your own family. You have to be structured enough to have be a husband of one wife. If you're able to do that, then now you're sober minded. So your husband and one wife, and then you have to add this sober-minded piece. Then you have to continue to keep your self-control, right? Because that's that authority. That's the testosterone that T was talking about that sometimes get revved up and you that'll make you be out of control. So we want to be able to have that in control because God basically is saying that you're not going to be, you're not going to be able to lead properly if you don't have that in check. And then of course the respect and then able to teach someone. I wanted to get to that part because basically is what T is talking, you know, what we're both talking about, which is you're trying to teach your family the ways of Christ by being an example first. That's the whole ticket. And so when I hear people try to tell me that, yo, my wife is doing this, she's out of control. She's just a maniac. She don't want to listen. I can't, she don't want to submit. She don't want to do this. And I was like, well, that's leadership influence. There's people right here, man, right now today that's not even saved that have influence, right? Facebooks, you have all these YouTube influencers who influence people who they have never even met, never talked, never seen, don't even talk to them or nothing, but they influence them to actually follow them and to do stuff that they buy their stuff, do everything. I'm an influencer. I mean, basically this is 
what an influencer do. You 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 get on here and then you you have a message that you want to tell people, and the people who want to hear that message, then they dial in and 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 connect with you. And so, if someone could do that to people who they don't even know, and get. 8.8 million followers to follow them everywhere and all that stuff. You can't tell me that your influence can't influence two people or three people or four people in your home. And so if people are not following you properly, then that means that your influence is pretty much probably dead in the water. And you have to go recalibrate your ability to influence your family the right way. My wife don't want to go to church. You have got to figure out how to influence her that God's way is the right way. How do you do that? By being a great steward over God's word yourself. I mean, so not only do I read the Bible, go to church and all that stuff, but my character and my integrity is in line with scripture so that my wife sees the scripture in my daily walk. That tells her, man, I know I went off on my husband the other day and that dude probably should have said something, right? Because when you got self-control and you don't say nothing, then they look at you and think, I said too much yesterday and this dude didn't say a word. He just kind of. Man, and let, and let me tell you how this word. <laughs> tell him, T. Because because I, I, I hear the male perspective that says, but she is crazy. Right. And she won't submit. <laughs> and sometimes I'll do nothing but come in the house. You know, why are you sitting in the car so long? Why did you come in the house? And you come in the house, you come in the house, don't speak. You come out to speak. Oh, you speak, but you give me a hug. It's like she, she might be a little nutty. And so I hear that. And you may, you may, you're saying to yourself, um, I go to church. I love the Lord. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm not perfect, but she crazy, right? <laughs> Here's the thing, though. When you're anchored first in God, the way that submission thing works is right. even if she is tripping, even if she is tripping, and most of the time she's not tripping, it's just, you know, they're built different and maybe life has happened that day. But sometimes maybe she's just legit tripping. Either way, if you stay consistent in that right. leadership component, God will come in and tag team her and be like, I'm going to convict her heart because you're right. so consistent. Even though she may be showing up one way, you don't know how I'm tearing her up. And she's going to come to you maybe and apologize or reflect on her. You don't know how God may be dealing with her. That's why you can't always try to match you know, right. emotional highs and argue. Right. Sometimes it's better just to be um, mature enough or rest restrict your strength enough to be right. chill. Or, you know, I'm going to go for a walk. Hey, I know we see this differently. I think we're at a fork in the road concerning this. Let's just come back and talk about this later when our emotions aren't high or whatever the case is. But the Holy Spirit has a way of dealing with both of our hearts if we're doing right. what we're supposed to do. So for us, I'm not going to talk about the woman and her responsibility. I'm going to get on the fellas. If right. we are leading... And being a man that she can't submit to, I believe God, God honors that. And right. that eventually there's going to be a conversation that's going to be had or emotions will, will de-escalate to a point. And then you have to be the leader to say, is it safe to talk? Now, I can talk right. about how the female shouldn't do this. and you shouldn't, But you as a man, your responsibility right. is to be consistent and trust that if I'm anchored in God and do what I'm supposed to do, I don't want to lose credibility. Right. But before she comes around or before we're right. able to try to come to the table, because you can't take back what you said. You can't take back. Now you've lost credibility and you talk about you need to submit to me. <laughs> I wouldn't pull that one out. I would <laughs> listen, I would, never, never pull that one out when you've lost some credibility. dude. Don't ever uh, you, you. If you want to be submitting, you know, so no, don't don't do that.
Um, yeah. But sometimes there is a breakdown in the relationship and that's where intervention is needed. Maybe right. you need to pray. Maybe you go talk to uh, a, a credible spiritual leader like your pastor or a spiritual therapist, you know, who does Christian counseling. And sometimes right. you have to invite that element in. So we're not talking about when we're at a 10 and we haven't talked in months and y'all not making love and the money's in the basement. This is not a submission time. That was submission right. conversation. Right. The it's was not. broken to get alignment. But absent right. of that, the, the, the submission, if you're doing that, right. God honors that. And he has a way of intervening in the marriage to be able to touch her heart in a way where your words, where you thought I got to be strong and say this. No, pull that back a little bit and maybe say it softer or maybe not right. say it at all right now. Maybe wait till later. Don't right. let the sun go down in your wrath. But the timing is everything. But if you're not anchored in God, you feel like, well, God's not going to fix it. I better fix it myself and get my peace and say what I got to say. Now you're gonna mess up. Now, you, now you are you, escalating to you are. No way. I'm I'm agreeing with you, dude. This that's all good stuff. Yeah, because I know a couple of dudes are saying to themselves, but she is crazy and she do this and she don't want to submit. That may be true, but you still have responsibility to be someone she can submit to until you can resolve the conflict. And whatever right. methods you use to resolve the conflict, it doesn't let you off the like you're not able to not be the person that she can't submit to. You're not allowed to take a break. Just right. because you're not being submitted to, you still have to remain consistent. Because right. once you resolve the issue, you want to make sure you didn't lose credibility. Because right. if you did, it's gonna make that issue that much harder <laughs> to get right. back on track. Right. And so now, what I want to do is just go back to the beginning to what we were talking about. Um, and that's why I asked that first question, which is, how did you come into the marriage? Um, because that plays probably the largest uh, piece to submission down the road, right? Yeah. Uh, if you came, we as guys, right? Because I don't speak on women. Um, I have a wife that can do that, but I don't speak for women. I just say that if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, then that's the problem. And it's not going to fix everything, but it'll fix you or me. It'll like fix we, everything, but it'll it, fix you. Right. It'll, it'll, it'll fix you. And then once you actually get there, then you can actually call on this favor. Like, you know, I've been praying. Well, that's good. What, why you got to understand that when you say stuff like I've been doing this and I've been doing that and nothing's happened, you then we trying to make God out to be a liar and his word to be a lie. And that's it, you, it's impossible to say that what you're doing for Christ is there and then nothing happens in your home. And you're just saying that he doesn't answer no prayers. He don't do nothing. Everything is still just as bad as it was back it all the way up. And that's why I always like to say, how did you enter into this relationship? Because you can't be a jerk for 10 years. And now that you don't want to be a jerk no more, you didn't, you know, you, you really submitting to Christ. And, and I'm not saying that you're not reading real word. And I'm not saying that you're not doing it God's way. But what I'm saying is that this is the 11th year and you're doing it God's way. But for 10 years, you were a clown. Mm -hmm. And now you want a woman who dealt with you and been with you and sat there as a clown to not turn this. Listen, this is real life. Like, and this is what the big part about men is that and that's why I mentioned about like Kevin Samuels. Like if your mindset is coming in and I'm some high value man and I make all this money and I pay the bills and I do this. And this is why you, this is a tough, this is a tough thing because man, if you ever lose that job, there you go. So if you ever lose that and it's snatched away from you due to economies, whatever, you're going to probably be on the, on a ledge somewhere, uh, maybe physically, uh, because you've already anchored yourself in the fact that who I am is in this money that I bring to the table. 
And the only reason why she does what she does is because I have this money. And women are not even really built like that. Like women actually want to, they want trust to be built at the highest level. That's the first thing that they want done. Hands down trust. I've been married 23 years. I promise you that trust is the anchor that will fire up all the other stuff that you need done in your life. But it takes an extremely consistent person to create the trust that is needed for, for your wife to actually want to yield herself. Right. Right. So if you bringing to the table, one year, five years, 10 years of, of this immature guy that's been doing everything. I cheated. I, I gambled the money away. I've been just, I've been lazy. I've been passive aggressive. I've been aggressive aggressive. I've been all of this stuff. And now you found God. Uh, Cause a lot of guys are in that space, right? When we start getting mature, then it's like, man, okay. All that fussing and stuff. I, when I'm watching stuff now, man, it's like guys who are my age or older, it's like, man, I ain't got time for fussing. I don't have time for this. I ain't got no time for that. I got. I'm like, yeah, but that's just because you're now mature. Like, but it took you 20 years to get mature, right? Like, you've been with this woman for 20 years or 15 or five years, and it took you all this time to get mature. Now you expecting her just to snap in line and become this ultimate awesome wife that that you've always wanted the last year, right? Cause you've only been mature for a year. So you, you want this woman. Well, remember women are reciprocators, man. They reciprocate whatever, whatever you pour into them, they're going to pour right back out. So you're mature. You're ready to rock and roll. You're going to church. You want everybody at church, everything. People don't want to go to church. People looking at you like whatever. And it's basically because your consistency is not there yet. It's not there. And, them following you is all based around your consistency at honoring the word that you're saying. Right. So you have to go and be a juggernaut in your consistent. You, you have to be, that's why God can demand and command and do all that stuff because he's extremely consistent at being faithful to us. Yeah. He does not miss a beat. He never falters. His word does not come back to him void. All of this great stuff that God has for him. But that's why he can put that's why he can say that the road to get to me is narrow. That's why he can put that out there and say that it ain't going to be wide, big man. It's going to be narrow. It's going a lot of people are not going to make it. The longer that it takes for my son to return, many of you guys ain't, ain't, ain't even going to hold on to the faith. Because the, consistency the, game is weak. Because the consistency game is weak. He who endures to the end. You see what I'm saying? The race ain't given to the swift. Right. That's man, I'm matured to year 15. And so between 15 and 16, I want you to, you and the kids to get y'all acts together. Son, why you disrespecting me? Because I'm your father. And he looking like, dude, you ain't been a father in 15 years. And because now you serve God and you love God and all that stuff in the year 16, then now you expect me to just turn my light, not turn it on. No, nah, now you got to go do some apologizing. You yeah. got to do some mending some mending, some more mending, and you got to continue to mend until you put in 10 years worth of good or shorter. I mean, you know, when you show that consistency from your heart to God, because he's all about your intent. So when God sees that intent is properly, you know, to serve and glorify him, man, he activates 
right away. Uh, so you may not even have to wait this complete, you know, <clears throat> you were you were a jerk for 10 years and you got to wait 15 years to get reap some harvest. Uh, God is not even he's too gracious of a God to actually put you in that. And I'm not saying that you some people may not have to go. Some people may have to go that route. Uh, but what I'm just saying is that you should always be trying to position yourself uh, with trying to actually put yourself in the right position. Uh, some of the young guys that I mentor, uh, uh, the first thing I told them is that you have these these bleeps in your life. Uh, that hinder you from actually being able to say we're going left and people just go left with you. Uh, you can't be a jerk 40 times and a great man two times and think that people are going to want to follow you because that doesn't add up. Nobody even does that. You don't even do that as a man. Like you don't even follow people. If, if you have a best, if you got a friend of yours that let you down five or six times and you start looking at him weird, like, okay, dude, I can't count on you. Right. Immediately. You don't dismiss him as a friend. You just know that well, when stuff come down to it, I can't count on them. the that 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 same principle applies in a relationship. If a woman looks at you and thinks, wow, man, it's been a minute and I, I still can't really count on you. That's how she's going to feel with you. She's not going to divorce you. It's just that she's just not going to really believe in you enough to trust you enough to be able to yield herself enough to be able to provide you with this submitted anchored wife that you really want. Right. And, they, and now, while, it, while that process is healing, like while she's healing, you got to be consistent. Like so you if, have if, to you, be. if you buffeted about your own fault, you take that thing patiently because I have to allow time. So while I'm allowing time for a situation to heal, I have to be consistent while time is happening. Otherwise yeah. it's like, you can't rush. That's like me punching you in the face and say, feel better. <laughs> you feel better right now. I'll right. <laughs> right. Know, I know I'll punch you in something, but feel better about it. You know, forgive me now. Like you don't have the right. You don't, you don't, you're not able to do that. Um, you have to just live in that forgiveness, that your actions line up with the forgiveness that you're seeking, because that'll help heal what may have been broken by your inconsistency. And inconsistency right. happens. Um, kind of your question, you know, when I first got in the game, um, what did it first look like? I thought submission was, you know, her bringing me a plate. And that's submission. So she's bringing me a place. She must be a submitted wife. And I had to understand that. Who did I marry? Because this, <laughs> right. because the number one, I can make my own plate. She may do it as a term of respect. But if I limit her to being a woman who can make up me a plate, I completely ignore the fact that she's a real estate guru and she's a business right. owner and an entrepreneur. And if I dismiss right. all of that, I'm cultivating someone who can make a good plate and saying you're a good wife. And so part of my initial thought was I had to, I was thinking, does she make the plate? Does she make me look good in front of my mama? Does she, um, you know, does, does she act lowly? And does she, you know, the, the church version of submission, does she look like that? And that ain't even right. who I married, right? And I didn't want no. that anyway. But she's somebody right. who may not be like this, oh, be sweet. And, you know, this this sweet. That ain't even her. Like, she kind of spicy. She's kind of, but the thing right. is, she's fierce, but she's completely submitted to me. Right. You know, so she, she she's not a weak woman at all. She's a powerhouse. My wife is a powerhouse, right. but she's completely submitted to my leadership in this house. And I don't have to go, you know. Right. <laughs> you, know, you should never have to. You should never have to do that. You should you know? never have to open your mouth. Uh, I live by that dude from day one. Before I even had kids or anything, I said that if I have to tell anybody in this house who I am and the position that I carry, I have totally missed what I was supposed to do in this house. Yeah. Everybody in this house should know exactly who dad is 
and the position that I hold here, uh, the authority that I hold here, uh, the way that my kids govern themselves around here in this house, uh, the way that I'm the anchor for them. And I told you that before that I find it extremely weird when you come out of a single parent home like that, that yeah. I'm always asking my mom, my mom, my mom, my mom. And then when I'm in, when you place yourself in leadership the way God has you, my kids pretty much come to me and Melissa sends them to me. Like your dad tells you, your dad will tell you whether or not you can. And it's been like that dude from day one. And I laugh because I'm like, babe, you could have just told him. She was like, I could, but I want them to understand that you are the leader of this house. And all of us ask you on what we're going to be doing. Even though, you know, Melissa don't have to ask for, she don't have to ask me for anything, Yeah, but you do it because not only are you doing it for you, but then you're also doing it because you're trying to teach your kids a certain way of how relationships should run. Right. So before but I even get in that, that's the motive. That's the motive. That's the motive. But I'm going to read, let me read this one scripture. Yeah. So this is first Peter three and seven. It says, likewise, husband, live with your wives in an understanding way. In an understanding way, like this is big, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since there are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. So two pieces here, which is what you just spoke. That's why I, I, I wanted to just throw this in right after you said that, because <laughs> even though Christ says she's a weaker vessel, we may need to do uh may need to dive into really what does that actually means because it doesn't strip them of what right. the gifts that God gave them, uh their abilities, their strengths, uh how intelligent they are. Um when I met Melissa, like I said, she was headed to be a doctor. That had nothing to do with me. So who am I to even try to stifle anything about her? Because that was a goal that she had placed in her life before she met me. Uh, if I'm a great man, then I should have cultivated that and actually made sure that she did not miss that marker. Uh, um, me and Melissa on our other podcast, Relationship Decoded, plug, plug. Um, we talk about that. Like women, have you actually feel like you lost your way? Do you feel like you have literally figured, have lost your the sense of who you are? Uh, because men are out here trying to get the bag because that's the value that we put on a relationship as the king or the leader of the house is that the man's got to make all this money. And if he does that, then he becomes this great. Everybody can bow down to the great leader because he makes the money. And to me, th that literally just doesn't never, it really, it, it doesn't really hold any weight because you can watch all the celebrities who go through so many situations and they got all the money and they have, some of the worst live lifestyles as far as marriage as you can even see. And you only say that because it's, it's played out on TV, right? Other than that, you really wouldn't know how bad it is. Uh, if our lives were played out on TV, then people would know exactly how crappy we are. Right. But unfortunately, or fortunately, we don't, that's not our case. So we get to be crappy people behind closed doors and nobody ever knows. And then we go out with a mask on our face as if everything is great. But when I look at this and it says that, that husbands should actually live with their wives in an understanding way. What, what, like what an understanding way. So what are you telling me? So are you telling me that if my wife kind of, I spaz out, I should be an under, I, I should be dealing with these things as a, in an understanding way. Yeah. God is like, yeah, dude, like basically 
She's a weaker vessel. Stuff may pierce her a little bit harder than it does you. It may seem like it's nothing to you. To her, it may seem like the world is coming to an end. You should deal with her in an understanding way, knowing that, babe, okay, I know this kind of hit you. So now how do I reassure you that even though this may feel like the end of the world, that we're going to be okay? Most of us always focus on the screen. She's she out of control. She, no, dude, listen to it and understand that it's your job now to reassure her that things are going to be okay. You know yeah. what most of the time we do? You ain't praying enough, girl. That's why things are messing up. No, 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 no. We Many times we want to sidestep order. God is not a God that's not of order, man. There's order in this thing. And I'm not saying women can't, but there's order that God actually put in place. Or else he wouldn't have told men to take my way that I handle the church and you handle your wife and your family the way that I do. That's that's some ownership stuff. Like, I don't know. He's given you complete ownership of that family. He gave Adam complete ownership of what happened in that in that garden. And you know that because when he bit the fruit, we were cast into sin. When Eve ate it, nothing happened. That's why they felt like, man, maybe I can't eat it because Eve just ate it and I feel okay. She feel okay. And then once he ate it, then it was like, oh, snap, you naked. <laughs> you get me? It was like, oh, snap, you naked. Like I can see you. Like I didn't see you, but now I see you. And that that's the trigger. I see you. Oh, no, we're in trouble. But Eve didn't even, nothing happened when Eve ate that. And I look at women and say, you don't want to be the leader of your house. I'm sorry. Stop trying to be the leader. Stop trying to feel like I got to have a word. I got to do this. You don't want that responsibility. And this is the thing. There, you're going to get in trouble if you try to do it. If you try to force yeah. it, it's going to be you're hindering the prayers that God had, like your prayers that you that you're, you're you're fighting against the prick. And then you you sending your prayers and they're being hindered because of the way that we 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 uh, uh, pretty much. I'm trying to think of the best word, the way that we operate within this marriage life. Men are passive. Well, I just let her do. You know, I don't want to hear, man. Happy wife, happy life. That's probably one of the dumbest sayings that I ever heard in my life. Yeah. No one should be dictating happiness based on one person in a relationship. That's a dumb saying to say that happy wife, happy life. Could that mean that now she has this power that if I don't like it, if I'm sad, then everybody going to have to no. or a husband in that position where I'm this and then everybody got to jump. That's not that's not how God built this situation. Man, he didn't build marriages to be set up to where people had this type of power to dictate, you know, in a conditional way that, hey, I'm going to respond only if I'm feeling good. No, that's conditional. Yeah. And and clearly to do it God's way it has to be some unconditional acts in here. Right. And I'm not saying let. You know, physical abuse, mental abuse, uh, sexual abuse, all these abuses that, you know, that I, to me personally, I think that would separate you, would separate that marriage uh, that go against the way that God has, you know, things. But people are getting divorced, man, because, you know, he leaves the light on and I don't like that he leaves the light on every night. And so, you know what, I'm just through with this dude and I'm over it. It's like, that's not a reason. Like, that's not a reason for you to to just throw in the towel over something, but it lacks in our communication. It lacks in our structure, but it really just starts with the man. What are we bringing to the table? Day one, Yeah. day one, what are we bringing? A lot of us bring crappiness to the table day one 
and maybe year one through year five. And then by year five, then we may have a little bit of understanding and then we go on. And it's basically because we don't put a plan together for marriage. We don't, yeah. men put plans together for everything else in their life, man. I'm talking about men are extremely structured around building, uh, money, uh, business plans. Don't talk to me, man. If you ain't got no business plan. I mean, we, we rattle all this stuff off. And then the biggest responsibility you have, which is your family, you have no plan. Yeah. And it, it gets so complicated because it, people are, the people are really complicated as it is, you know, uh, <laughs> right. people are very complicated and there's so many different dynamics to relationships. And when you say things like the woman is the weaker vessel, it, 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 it touches so many points of that wasn't intended by the scripture, that culture pushes it. Like I'll give you an example. Like I'll use Donald Trump and Mike Pence because it's a better example than Biden and um, our current vice president. But Donald Trump, if he got in the ring, the box with Mike Pence, I think Mike Pence could take him in a fight. He's not in the best shape of his life. And Mike Pence, he had that fly on his head in the news. He's like, he has a resolve. That fly, he didn't flinch. So he... You know, Donald, I think in a fist fight, Pence could take <laughs> he it. He has a resolve because he didn't swat that flyer or nothing. I'm like, man, he, he can fight. He can scrap. So in a fist fight, Mike Pence is probably a better fighter. He's stronger, but he's the weaker vessel because his authority is not the authority of the president. So it's not right. to say that he's weak. He has a different allocation of authority. And so when you say right. the female is the weaker vessel, it could be about the authority. Not saying she doesn't have any, but in the hierarchy of decision making, she may be the second in command, if you will, when it comes she, to the. I agree. I right. Agree. So, so saying that she's the weaker vessel doesn't mean that you're not. We're in that scripture that says she she can't be um, independent, that she can't make money, that she can't be fierce. None of that was in there, but we right. feel that's under attack because right. weaker vessel. So, if you're gonna buy into this notion and all these dynamics of a relationship, first you have to settle on the intention of the Bible is pure, the intention and the motive of the scripture is honorable. And it's not trying to dishonor a woman. It's not trying to dishonor a man. You have to go into it with that perception that the scripture is honorable and it's pure and it's motive and there's no malicious intent. If you start there, you won't have all this extra defense. Nobody said you oh, were weak. Right. Nobody's is you're, you're bringing that cultural insecurity and you're you saying the is not integral because it's if you believe that, then you'll never buy into being the weaker vessel because you feel your femininity is under attack. You understand what I'm saying? So in no, order to good. make it simple, the complexity of your personality has nothing to do with the sobriety of the scripture. So right. you're drunk in your emotions and your perspective and your opinion. The scripture yeah. is sober in its judgment. So if I bring my mindset to interpret a holy scripture, I'm going to already be messed up. Already, so if you tell yeah. me vessel, I can't submit to that because I feel I'm under attack because I don't believe the integrity of the scripture. But if I yeah. believe that God's intention is for me to be a powerful woman and that's amazing woman. If I believe that and I hear weaker vessel, I hear it through a different perspective. Right. But I don't believe the integrity of the scripture. I'm automatically going to dismiss that part. And yeah. so when we say things like that, we have to first enter into agreement that the integrity of the scripture is sound and that it's not degrading or malicious in its intention. Then I can hear it from a different perspective with different ears. And then yeah. when you do that, being the weaker vessel means the vice president, not the person who's not as competent right. is competent. <laughs> right. Well, let me not say he's competent because that's a political conversation. But what I'm saying is right. these people are both leaders. 
But yeah. their allocation of authority is different. Same thing with the man and the wife. You're both yeah. leaders of that home, but the allocation of authority is different. And yeah. the husband is not the weaker vessel by design of God's. So not to get into too much of the, the scripture and the theology of it. Essentially, right. my point is, as a, as a man, in order for her to understand she still has authority, you can't strip her of who she is and think that's submission because then you do damage her and then a piece right. of her is lost because that's not the intention of the scripture. Like you mentioned earlier, um, your wife will say, hey, go ask your dad. She can give the answer, but she's trying to establish a principle of honor. That's, that's the intention. She she's not saying I can't make decisions, but right. we hear through those ears. Oh, she can't make her own choice. Who said that? What <laughs> she said was she's trying to honor her husband. But what you heard was, oh, you let him run your life. Who said that? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so when we hear weaker vessel, we're hearing things based on how culture, our, our mama or our dad or our neighbor or someone who did this wrong, suppressed who we are. So now we take right. it out on the scripture and we reject it. Right. So in order to hear that scripture from a healthy heart, we have to trust the integrity of the scripture, interpret right. it from that perspective and keep it simple because we are very complex. So does right. that mean that if in my house, the kids go to take, <laughs> but she right. does other things to establish honor for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but the yep. thing is, we both prioritizing honor headship. Right. Now, and that's really the key. House, yeah. How it shows up in our, in our homes may look different, but yep. we are aligned that the husband is to be the leader. Right. And, and that's got to be the key. That has to be the key. That has to right. be the motive. The motive right. isn't to say, Melissa, I don't want to deal with it. No, that's not her motive. Her motive right. is in this way, I feel I can honor my husband and teach that honor to my children. That's the yep. motive. Yep. And so it's not just putting the little doily over your, your knees at church. It's not bringing your husband a plate. It's not right. just being quiet when you speak. Those are not, that's not submission. That's personality. Right. That's right. dynamic of how you function at a dinner party. Submission right. is the posture of your heart and the right. trust in your spirit to say, I trust this man to leave. If you don't see it through that avenue, you will take scripture all out of context, not submit because you see it's a bad thing. And then you wonder why you don't go as far as you could go. It's right. As good as you may be doing, you may be killing it right now in business and life, but how much further could you go if, if I was to implement God's structure of things right. and let him honor our efforts and add increase to it? So submission, right. really, it's ministry. It's it's a beautiful thing right. when it's done from a, a moral perspective. But when you take it out of context and make it this right. culture, anything you take out of context and make it our thing, we're going right. to mess over it. Right. And it's always going to be a mess. Yeah, you definitely don't want to take stuff and and uh you know scripture talks about just adding and taking away from scripture. Uh, we'll always do, do and we'll always do you know us a disservice. a disservice because then that's when we start taking things and and rearranging the words and make it like you said. Hey, go ask your father. Uh, Christ is looking at that. Wow, what a way to show honor to your husband. Uh, by reflecting that to your kids to have them understand that very early so that when they have a family that they understand that honor has to be established to the husband as the leader or the headship of the home uh, because there's a million things we do as husband to show that your wife basically, like the scriptures say, is an heir with me right? She's an heir with me here. So that's why you look at your kid and say, you know, you know, I always tell my kid, Hey, your mama love you probably more than I do. You know what I'm <laughs> get, get yourself together. Cause I kick you out, you know, because basically our mentality for as men is one thing and women are a whole nother beast of nurture, their grace, 
uh, their ability to love through crappy stuff. Like they can love you through, you know, there's kids that have had a lot of stuff go on and those mothers, man, will just die hard love for their kids. That's, that's something that's brought to the table that don't mean, Hey, listen, that shows that you're not a weaker vessel in the terms that you're, you're thinking from the world perspective, because you have an ability to love unconditional to a dude that even treats you like crap and you, you're still not cheating. You won't do nothing. It's like, and at this moment, it's like you could have did something because maybe this dude treated you like that and women will still listen. This is unsaved or saved women. They will stay just as true to the game. And you'd be thinking, wow, you could have just any no, I didn't do anything. I just hope that he changed. I just every day I hope that he would change. It's like, wow, that's a strong individual, and you're not weak by no means, but that's also mismanaged authority by men. And that's why we're talking to, you know, that's why this podcast is about men, is that as much as we want women to be this and that and you know, and do all this stuff, what are we bringing to the table? Like you gotta bring something to the table. But we had our time, man. Actually, overtime. This conversation has been great. Uh, but the three internal characteristics that I do want to leave is, man, uh, if you're married, start working on making sure that you're someone that your wife wants to submit to. Uh, if you're in a, if you're in that that you know that canal uh, on your way to marriage, this is a good time to reevaluate yourself. Put together a marriage plan that shows that you are someone that this young lady is going to want to yield herself to in submission as powerful packed as she is, man, and bring all of everything that she has, man. But she wants to ride as a joint heir with you by doing it just God's way, which is in submission to the headship of her home. Uh, so the first thing we want to do is, man, is always make sure that we're someone that our wives could submit to. Uh, second of all, we want to make sure that we have that sacrificial nature. We have to be able to be the first person to the punch to everything. We, we have to be the first one to do it. We have to lead and love by understanding. We have to do just everything first. If you want to be the sacrifice and so that you sacrifice for your family, turn yourself on the ground and be foundation where people can actually stand on you. And they can do that because everything that you say is constituted by the fact that your consistency, your character, and your integrity are all in line daily. Uh, even when you mess up, you're quickly fixing it and, and apologizing and putting things in place so that you can actually get back to that straight line of consistency. And then last but not least is just understanding the ability of being able to nourish and cherish your woman uh, at this high level uh, because women, man, they respond in a great way when they know that love is, is true. When they know that the love is true, pure and honest, uh, they respond in a way that's just unbelievable. Um, and that is what you want. You want, you want them to respond in the way that God has created them to respond to love. Uh, no, no different than the way that we do when, when, when you get that real relationship with Christ, man, uh, you, you know, you don't just do crazy stuff no more. You, you know, you feel responsible about your actions because you know that God is looking, you know, that God wants better. You know, that he's provided more in this. So you really work on not trying to be crazy. Uh, and I'm not saying that you don't miss the mark, but even when you do, God is faithful. Uh, his love is unconditional. And he doesn't hold you to a marker, but he does expect for you to actually to to go and get yourself fixed right. Like 
that salvation piece is a personal thing. So no matter how much we're working together, lined up and husband and wife and stuff, but salvation is a personal piece. That's where you have to really look at yourself and say, I want God to be number one in my life and I want him to be able to activate the proper way in my life. So it takes individuality and actually doing it the right way. Uh, and those are just our three pieces. We went way over our time. Uh, I'm going to try to make sure that we stay on time, man. But uh, when I'm kicking it, when we kick it, man, it's just good information. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, got some real good information. Uh, do me a favor. Hit that share button. Once you get a chance to listen to some of it, please share it out there with all your friends, uh, all your male friends. We talked about some stuff for ladies. Kick it over to the ladies and uh, fill up those comments. We would love to hear what you your thoughts on this whole topic about uh, these characteristics that we presented. And um, and or if you have something that you want us to drill a little bit deeper in, throw that in the comment section. And uh, and then we'll try to add that to our topic list. So uh, once again, T, thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it. It's a uh, pleasure. And uh, and then we out of here, man. So you guys have a good evening and we'll see you guys next Thursday. Peace out.